Welcome into Friday Morning Sports. You're with me, Chris Reyes. We'll start on the gridiron. It has been 10 years since the Chinook High School football team won their first state championship. It was a great run and an amazing season. And New Media Broadcasters begins their chronicle of these boys of fall with the first in a series of reports. When I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Throw gathers it up at about the 10, starts up to 15, room to the 20, room 25, breaks outside, stutter step to the 30, gets a block, loose to the midfield, kicks it down the far sideline, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Peters! Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Just right there at the 15 yard line. Harold was trying to find the handle, and Josh Jones said, Hi, I'll be here all day long. We, we didn't know that it wasn't in our mind that we had a chance to be playing in the semis or in that final. Kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall. They wanted to prove themselves, they wanted to improve on what they'd done. They felt like maybe they hadn't played up to the potential the year before. Ball on the far side, turns that corner, 3-2-1, dances in and takes it in on touch, touchdown, Peters. They went unbalanced left, ran to the left, and scored to the left. You mess with one man, you got a song. The boys are fall. Ten years ago this week, the Chinook High School football team was in the midst of their tough two-a-day practice session routine. A group of young athletes that would evolve during the season, grow and improve as they played and won, the community rallied behind them, and they would indeed become the boys of fall as they battled their way to the first ever Montana High School football championship in Beater history. For the next 10 weeks, we will chronicle their season and finish with a rebroadcast of their championship game against Weibo. The hit, the ball loose, it's loose, who's got it? Fumble, who's got it? Who's got it? Wait for a signal. Who's got it? Referee says it will be Chinook ball. So it was 10 years ago that Chinook head coach Matt Molino gathered up his players for the start of the 2010 season. As with the start of any season, expectations high, a veteran squad, size, strength, and depth to spare. For an eight-player team, we were so strong physically, and, and we were deep. Seniors, juniors, some sophomores in there. You don't often, you know, at the eight-player level, have quality players that could possibly start on another team as your second level, and that's kind of where we're at. The Northern Sea would also prove to be a difficult gauntlet to run for these beaters in 2010. There were a lot of big teams in the Northern Division. You had PDB, you had Chester, Fort Benton was loaded. And the year before, we'd probably finished, I think, just a little bit above 500. So we thought we'd be better because a lot of these kids had had a lot of experience, but no, we didn't know how good we'd be. Line coach and defensive coordinator for this championship run, Perry Miller. The big question for these kids in any any sport, whether it's individual or, or uh, team sport, is whether the kids are going to buy in or not, Ron. And these kids bought in, they bought in early. We needed to do our jobs and, and uh, mold them and get them to buy in and, and uh, get them to play ball together. These beaters of 10 years ago also brought an edge. And sometimes it was an intensity that wasn't always saved for Friday night. You really have to temper what you're doing and when you're going against each other because with so many players with that that competitive attitude, sometimes practices, well, oftentimes practices were a little heated, so you had to temper what you were doing. 
the pieces were in place. The season start on the horizon. Beaters open at Centerville. Stay tuned as we follow this season of the Boys of Fall Chinook 2010 football season recap. For new media broadcasters, I'm Ron Bruski. We're the Boys of Fall. He's loose down to the 20. He's loose down to the 15-yard line. Ben Stroll leaving players in his wake. Thanks, Ron. Some great stuff right there. As I tell you what, let's stay on the gridiron. Head east from Haver on Highway 2, and you'll eventually land in Mustang or Emmett country in Malta, Montana. And new media broadcaster sports caught up with head coach for the Mustang football program, Nick Oxard. We're just trying to get some normalcy back and hopefully, you know, keeping everybody safe, following the guidelines the best we can. You know, the kids are ready to compete again and they've, you know, had some time off. And yeah, we're just really looking forward to get back out on the field and get some normalcy. And, and hopefully, you know, we can get the fans watching, but we'll, we're ready to play even if the fans can't watch. As the Mustangs retool into the season, Coach talks about the makeup of the team, which features a strong senior leadership. We lose four seniors last year, so with that, we were able to bring back some, quite a bit of talent and some experience, which should help us move forward into this season. And, you know, each group's a little bit different, and we're trying to figure out these first few practices, how we mesh together. And we had a good summer football camp here at home and, you know, uh, relying heavily on our senior class, and hopefully they can, uh, we can make a deep run. Last, of course, 2020 can't be said without COVID-19 coming to mind, but we wanted to ask Coach, what are some of the positive outcomes this may have had on the team? I think it's allowed our guys to, you know, rest up and be fresh and uh, also realize that they have uh, opportunities uh, that come around, uh, sometimes only come around once and sometimes they're taken away. So I think maybe our guys are a little more focused and ready and uh, take advantage of, you know, what high school athletics can, the opportunities that they can provide for us. The Mustangs kick off the season on the road in Roundup. And we'll keep you up to date for more on the Malta Mustangs and other high school teams on our sports reports from New Media Broadcaster Sports. Heading on over to cross country, new head coach for the Blue Ponies cross country team, Kerry Phileas, spoke with New Media Broadcaster Sports about what the track looks like going forward for the runners. But first, Coach Phileas explains what she is most excited about to start the season. I'm excited about um, just getting the kids together and getting some miles in in the first few weeks to sit just to get uh, more conditioned, and then we'll start we'll start working on pace, getting a little faster. As Coach Phileas takes over the program and with meets on the horizon, runners won't have to worry about not being prepared as they will have plenty of practices before the first meet. We have to get 10 practices in before we can compete. I think we have 15 before our first meet, and it's September 4th, I believe, in Cup Inc. It's a time trial. As practices continue to evolve, Coach talks about more training than just running. Before school starts, we'll have two-a-days, and they won't both be running ones, but we'll get them stronger with body lifting and body weights and core exercises, and we'll be doing some running, obviously. <laughs> the Blue Pony Runners will see their first meet at Cutbank to start the mount. Things get going at 420. And of course, stay tuned to New Media Broadcaster Sports for more coming out of the Blue Pony cross-country program. Heading on over to the rodeo dirt. While a variety of sports have been pushed to spring schedules, or they're being evaluated for a start date later this year, the MSU Northern Rodeo team is already in the arena getting prepped for their fall schedule, which gets underway September 11th at Northwest College in Wyoming. Coach of the Northern's men's and women's rodeo teams is Doug Kallenberger. A week ago we started practice. We already have some kids already here, ready to go, excited about it, uh, can't wait for it. The majority of the kids coming in next week, 
the 31st is the first day of school, that's when, you know, everybody will be here and, and practice will be going full swing. As more rodeo athletes arrive on campus, the challenges of maintaining the safety protocols will be adhered to, and that shouldn't be too difficult for the rodeo teams in a practice or competitions. We're lucky in rodeo where we can social distance. When a kid's doing an event, they're either, you know, they're on their horse one-on-one. -on -one. The only event that requires a, another team member is team roping, and you are six feet apart. And if you're not six feet apart, then it's probably, it was a disaster. <laughs> so The Embassy Northern Women's Rodeo team made history this past season, as for the first time ever, they qualified for the National College Finals Rodeo, and this year's team should make another run in that direction. Uh, we got all the returners that are coming back, um, all the qualifications of the college finals that you know was canceled on us that they didn't get to participate on. They're all back. We added a, you know, a couple new recruits that we're super excited about, a couple transfer students. The Embassy Northern Rodeo teams will host their own rodeo October 2nd and 3rd. Stay tuned at HighlineToday.com through their seasons for results. Sports that are going on this week. Friday, got high school football at 6 o'clock, the blue and white football scrimmage. And then on Saturday, you got the blue and white game for the Blue Ponies volleyball team, which gets going at 2 o'clock there in the gym. You can watch both of these games on the NFHS Network. Reporting for New Media Broadcaster Sports, I'm Chris Reyes.